Hello, and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. A little somber, a little somber today. <laughs> that was more like it. Yeah. After the excitement of Monday night, thought there might be some injuries, but this was worst case scenario. Jason Peters out for the year. Victory. Yeah, yeah, Jason Peters out for the year. Jordan Hicks out for the year. Two of the Eagles' best players. How are you feeling? Are you resetting expectations? Yeah, Peters I'm more upset about. Although Vitae at least is no longer a complete liability, I guess is my silver lining based on what I've read and what I've listened to. I think on the on the defensive side, like just depends on how much Bradham can step up as like the replacement captain of the defense, at least in the you know the linebacking core but it's uh it's upsetting for sure so you said you reset expectations what are your new reset expectations so i was i was coming in hot after monday night saying we're gonna be 13 and 3 um i'm gonna dial it back to 12 and 4 and fall outsiders i'm also just kind of borrowing from them they have the eagles at 11.9 expected wins so i've had a couple i've had a day to digest it feeling a little more sober after the injury report i still think you know we get the first round by but um it makes us a little less survivable playoffs you know especially if we go up against a good defensive line or you know in our in our worst case scenario if we have to play seattle at home that becomes uh, more fraught. Yes, our hero, Ray Didinger, seemed to be really down about these injuries and had said that these, besides Carson Wentz, these are probably, there is two of the biggest injuries you can't have. So that gives, that definitely gives me pause about my excitement and optimism about how far this team can go. So that, I, I agree with you. I think it's something that we have to really reconsider when we talk about expectations for this season. And there's going to be new bumps along the way now. And then there's, there's going to be more on Carson Wentz's shoulders as if there wasn't enough already. Interesting to see how he reacts to it and if he can, you know, really rally the troops. He's obviously become the leader both on and off the field. And this is probably his biggest challenge as a pro is how this team's going to react to these two big injuries, especially for him on the Jason Peters side. It'll also be interesting to see, and I don't know how much it really matters, is if they if they put Lane on the left side and put Vitae on the right. Because Vitae has had more playing time replacing Lane Johnson, but um, I guess that remains to be seen. And who knows if it even if it even really matters. I mean, it's still just going to be a downgrade no matter what the configuration is. Yeah, it's going to be... Jason Peters was ranked as the best offensive t- tackle in the league by right. football outsiders. So you're, 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 you're going to have a drop-off no matter what. I'm also... So leaving the injuries aside for a second, I'm, I'm quite irked at football outsiders at the DVOA rankings this week. Um, the Eagles dropped two spots to number four, and the new top three is Pittsburgh at number one, then the Rams at number two, and KC at number three. And the Rams at number two is just an abomination. So <laughs> I still think our saving grace in our march to the playoffs is that the NFC is weak, more weak than the AFC. The AFC has like some stratosphere with Pittsburgh and Kansas city, but I don't think there's anyone formidable in the NFC. That's the one thing that gives me comfort. You mean besides Seattle? Yeah. But even Seattle is kind of compromised against, you know, the height of their powers from 2013. So why don't you give the Rams any credit? They've been playing well all year, and their losses have both been close. Maybe I'm being a little intuitive on this, but I do think the Rams' success is 
is kind of like the newness of McVeigh's scheme, and there will be enough of a book on them come playoff time. What's I think more more intimidating about the Rams is, and it goes unsung is that they actually have a good defense, a very good defense. Yeah, I so, think so. That's what scares me about the Rams, not like Goff and the offense and Gurley. I think they're containable. Yeah, well, Gurley's better than any running back we have. Gurley's right. one of the best running backs in the league. So, um, yeah, I would take Wentz over Goff for sure. But you know, they've been pretty solid all year, and then they had every chance to beat Seattle. And I can't remember who their other loss was, but they they've been in every game. And then they beat Dallas on the road. They they handled boat race Arizona like we did. So they have a very similar plexion as far as their makeup so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't underestimate the Rams because you know teams come out of nowhere every year so I think you're giving them a little less credit than they deserve and it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a walkover if we played them in the playoffs. No, no, certainly not a walkover. But here's why I take the Eagles over the Rams, even even with the injuries we just sustained, is um our rush defense. Like our 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 defensive line. I think we still have if if we get Kendrick's back, we still have like speed at linebacker. That's where I give us a slight edge over the Rams. Rush defense against Gurley, which is their offensive strength. But the problem is, is Kendrick's never stays healthy either. Yeah, no, it's a big if. It's a huge if. <laughs> it's a colossal if. <laughs> colossal if. You should not underestimate the Rams. The Saints, they've already come in here in, in the past and beat us. So there's definitely teams in the NFC that scare me. And this puts us right in line with the rest of the teams since I, those injuries make us a little less dominant. Do I feel like the NFC is wide open? Yes. Do we still have a shot as long as we have Carson Wentz? Of course. You know, you've seen that with any great quarterback over the years. You've seen Peyton Manning do that with some pretty average teams. You've seen Tom Brady do that with some average teams. Those are generational talents. Why can't it be Wentz this year? It, you know, it happens early for the great ones, so we'll, we'll see. The other thing about the DVOA is the defense gave up a lot of yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, right. two of them were kind of garbage towards the end. Well, one was garbage towards the end, but it was 24-17 in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and the ghosting play by, by Wentz saved us because that would have been a seven-point game, Redskins getting the ball back. Yeah, what, what surprised me the most was so the defensive ranking slipped from 14th to 16th. But the offense went from six to eight. I thought the offense would improve in their offensive ranking because of like the the four like eighty plus yard drives and like a couple of like the dagger throws that once had. So I was surprised that our offensive rank actually slipped a little bit. Yeah, that surprises me. The defensive one doesn't. Yeah, the defensive one made sense, and special teams pretty much stayed where it was. Right at number three. Now we have to talk. A little bit big picture. Yeah, I still think we have an out, you know, a decent shot at getting to the Super Bowl. Now the number one uh, Super Bowl permutation is the Keystone Super Bowl. I think it's at like uh, 11 or 12 percent odds as the number one Super Bowl probability. That would seem to be poetic justice. If if it was if we're going to win a Super Bowl, that would be either against Andy Reid <laughs> or the Steelers. Or the Steelers who have 8,000 Super Bowls to our yeah. zero. Yeah, exactly. The only other permutation that could never happen because we're in the same division is if we had to beat the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. But that can never happen. So if it's a team from the AFC, my top three of, you know, who would be the biggest monkey of our back, it would be the Steelers, Kansas City, given Andy Reid, 
and then you throw New England up there just because they've been the dominant team and they're the ones who beat us in the Super Bowl the last time around. Leveling down one, I think we do have a decent shot of getting to the conference championship. Looking at the, the landscape right now, it'll be you know, us against the Rams or us against Seattle is, is probably who I... Maybe New Orleans, right? Like you said, those are the three teams. And it, it always comes down to one game, as we know from the early 2000s. And there'll definitely be another team that makes a second-half run, and we might might not even know who that team is yet. So Could it, be the Cowboys. We're still seven weeks in. Definitely could be the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, we're still early to start talking about those things, but it, it's it's fun to speculate. The injuries definitely uh, temper the mood of a... You could tell every Eagles fan was so excited about Carson Wentz to just go into that new we didn't have long to celebrate for sure well yeah it, it, the, the one thing is just this injury matter the difference now of feeling like we have an, a true uh generational franchise quarterback it's like what what if we were still like leaning on sam bradford what if we were like minnesota then we'd truly be fucked yeah um no doubt so so at least we can like go into the second half of the season knowing that we're gonna enjoy watching carson even if like our defense is a little compromised, at the very least. Yeah, let's just hope that the line stays up, so he hasn't, doesn't have to do the ghosting play on every third down. <laughs> and right. also, also he needs to stop. The, upon reflection, Carson needs to stop like diving forward onto his elbows. They need to teach him to slide. That's what I'm going to say in the film room this week to Carson. Carson, slide. He si- he slides pretty consistently, but sometimes if he feels like he can dive forward and not really take a hit, he's pr- he's a lot better with that. Carolina yeah. game, I, he took way too many hits, but nothing that he did against the Redskins gives me pause that you have to improve on it because he's pretty good about getting down if he feels like he's going to take a big hit. But now he has yeah. to be extra careful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No margin for error, Carson. All right, well, we're going to talk to mom and get get her insight. We know her to be pessimistic, and I have a feeling that she will give us uh, more of a sinister take on what happened. Mom, how are you feeling about the Eagles now? I'm very excited about the Eagles, except for the injuries to Jason Peters and Jordan Hicks. But I'm nervous about all the Super Bowl talk. I think that's like giving bad karma. Well, isn't the devastating injuries the bad karma? I hope so. I hope that I, I'm not so worried about uh, replacing Jordan Hicks, but I, I am really nervous about um, the other part of the injury list. Jason Peters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of his name for a sec now. At my age. These things go right out of your head. Don't worry, like mother, like daughter. Amanda was saying there was a big throw to someone <laughs> she didn't know what his name was. So, Mom, you seem very happy, whereas we just talked about how we were tempering expectations slightly because of the injuries. So I'm assuming it's because of Carson Wentz that makes you excited. Very excited. He's a magician. He's from like outer space or something. He's so great. So you, North Dakota outer space. You had space. you had mentioned earlier that you were going to talk smack about Dad. Why are we going to talk smack about Dad? Okay. Well, here's the story. I didn't feel <laughs> like the game. Because I was preparing for, for a colonoscopy in the morning. So I was kind of indisposed for a lot of the game. So all I could hear was a lot of cursing and yelling at the television. So I go, oh, that man is going to... I'm going to divorce him after this game. Because <laughs> I don't want him yelling at my eagles. 
Oh, now they're your Eagles. Yes. Because it used to be that you could yell at them all, all that you wanted, but now you're defending their Eagles against dad. Yes, because I think even the coaching was really good. So I was like, oh. Well, I, I was yelling, yelling at the TV. About now? I know, but you know your dad's the world's expert on every subject, on every <laughs> better than any coach ever. So he was really getting on my nerves in the worst way. The Eagles are six and one. You don't you're you don't like the Super Bowl talk, but better to talk about the Super Bowl than worrying about things like are we terrible this year? So this is this is welcome this is a welcome reprieve from those kind of conversations. How do you feel the city is feeling? What is your general sense as far as how people feel, especially after the injuries? Is that tempering expectations or is everybody still full on board because of Carson? I think that everyone was ready to make reservations for the Super Bowl until Jason Peters got injured and we found out for the season. So now everyone's tempered down. That makes sense. Did I tell you my Super Bowl theory or did you hear it on the podcast that the reasons the Eagles will make it to the Super Bowl this year is because it's in a crappy location. <laughs> Where is it? Like Minnesota or someplace like that, right? Yep, Minneapolis. Well, it's at least it's dome. Yes, it is dome, but it, it is a, it's a very nice stadium. Pretty, pretty cold. So, Mom, I, speaking of cursing, GT curses a lot on this podcast. How do you feel about that? I hate it. You know I'm anti-cursing. You were raised better I'm than I'm trying to entertain the people, Mom. Try to give them what they want. You were raised better than that. <laughs> well, that, that Chris Long was raised better than that, and he's got sleeve tattoos up and down. I know, but he's so handsome and he's so generous. So that kind of wipes out the tattoo problem. You know, I'd be generous. I just wouldn't be hand- as handsome as Chris. You're very handsome to your mother. Well, Chris Long is pretty good looking. That's a, that's a high bar, GT. I, I think all of us are playing a distant <laughs> second to Chris Long. Way distant. So, Mom, uh, we have a new contender for you for cutest eagle, Zach Ertz. Oh, I think he's adorable. And he's and he went to, what was it, Stanford? Mm-hmm, Stansbury. Yes. And you know, GT, I took you out there to look at Stanford, and you said, "I don't, I don't like it. It's too big, or some some such nonsense." Yeah, See, it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Now you're sorry you didn't apply. I bet. I, I probably, you know, I wouldn't have gotten it. It's fine. Well, mommy, he has, he has no visible tattoos, Zach Ertz. I know. I wonder if he has any. And he's married to that cute soccer player. Yes, Amanda was g- giving praise to Julie Johnson on the Monday podcast. They're like the perfect couple. I mean, can you imagine if they have children, how athletic those kids are going to be? They better be or else they'll be so disappointing. <laughs> well, they'll probably be good looking too, so we'll have to hate them. Unless they play for the Eagles. Yes. So, Mom, I'm pleasantly surprised as, as the most uh, pessimistic Eagles fan I know. You you seem in good cheer and good spirit despite the injuries. I am in good cheer, but I'm I'm also very worried about my most hated team, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we didn't give them a lot of love until the very end, saying that's the one team that could definitely make that big second-half run. So that's who's making you nervous now? Yes, that Ezekiel guy is back. So is he not going to be suspended this year? Wasn't he supposed to? Didn't they uphold the decision? I'm kind of confused on that. I'm confused, but I think it it's getting like deferred to next season was the last I heard. Okay, so he's pretty much playing for the rest of this season. I believe so. And okay. we know Jerry Jones probably paid off, you know, the whole legal system. 
Yeah, or J- Roger Goodell. Well, luckily we have a two-game cushion. We need to w- win the next two weeks because, well, definitely next week. Can't lose to an 0-7 team at home. It'll be interesting. I I have a feeling they'll be a little lethargic at first because it's going to be hard to emotionally recover from a big Monday night win into Tuesday. Devastating news of injuries on a short week to play Sunday. At least, yeah, at least now we have the emotional emotional rallying cry. You know, when like a big respected player goes down like Peter you know there's a collective a collective effort on the part of the team to to win it for jason it's my emotional prediction of the week (laughs) (laughs) well there's another thing the weather's supposed to be bad on sunday it's supposed to rain well that's no big deal well i mean i couldn't go to the game because what about my hair (laughs) well they're not where you're going anyway they're not worrying about the people in the stands (laughs) who do matt who do we have after san francisco uh we have denver and then a bye denver and then a bye both at home I i think they were slow starting against the redskins too Oh, they definitely were. Oh, yeah. First quarter and a half, they looked terrible. So I had to switch it to Dancing with the Stars because I thought, if this is going to be a loss, I can't watch this. <laughs> if you were if you were giving the Eagles a Dancing with the Stars score in the first quarter, what would it be? Oh, it would be like a six. Wow, that's better than I thought. Well, six yeah. is a terrible score on Dancing with the Stars. They, let, yeah. they don't get below a six. Not that really. <laughs> I just five a couple times. But it's been a 10 for the rest of the season, especially Carson Wentz. Oh my god, that, as I said, that guy is magical. He's magical. And, and oh my gosh, things he does, it's it's amazing. There's no other word to describe it. We've been pretty lucky as far as, you know, Eagles always complain about, you know, being cursed and things like that. But we've had some incredible quarterbacks that have done some amazing things throughout the years. Randall Cunningham to Don Nab to, you know, Carson Wentz, who could be the best of them all. So we always complain a lot of the time, but we've we've been better than a lot of franchises. And at 6-1, and one, like I said, no Eagles fan would have ever predicted that for this season. And we're fortunate he's still on his rookie deal for we have to pay him $25 million a year. I feel like Carson would be smart enough, though, to to do the kind of Tom Brady thing where it structures a deal where they don't uh, devastate the rest of the franchise because you've seen these big contracts ruin the rest of the team. Joe Flacco in Baltimore. We'll see eventually with Detroit and uh, Stafford. Any of these contracts where the quarterback takes up too much, too much of the cap space, it pretty much ruins the rest of the roster. And he doesn't seem greedy. He just seems like an all-around good guy. Seems to be, so. Oh, and he's also very religious, apparently. Yeah, he trusts in the Lord. Yeah, which I did not know. Oh, yeah, that brand of his is all about religion, the AO1. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, he seems like a good dude, and he seems pretty humble, and, you know, he seems pretty grounded, so hopefully that can sustain itself, and as long as he's healthy, we always have a shot. And with that, that's another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. We'll talk to you after hopefully being 7-1 against the 49ers. Talk to you soon.